Hello again, friends, and welcome to episode number nine of uh, My Life in Miniatures. I'm your host, John Ashton from heresyandheroes.com, and this week we're going to be talking to Chrissy, a fantastic hobbyist uh, who's got lots to say and, and really interesting stuff, and she's great and lovely. And uh, and this is, by the way, the most snake-bit cursed episode of this podcast I've ever done. <laughs> it's um, It's been a trial. You may have noticed that it's over two weeks late. Um, getting here. Uh, that's oh, that's a combination of things that have just led to this point. Um, it's not been it's not been a fun time. My computer has um, been a bit belligerent, uh, and uh, it's old. It's getting on. You know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's about four years old. So it's it's a little bit past its peak. Um, you could say. Uh, probably needs a bit of a clean and a system update and all these sort of things, but uh, it it decided a little while ago that it just was not going to recognise my hard drive, which is where all of the audio for this podcast lives on an external hard drive. Um, so that was fun, and then the external hard drive had a hissy fit, and then my life got really really busy in a very good way, very pleasant way. Um, I'm very smiley and full of fun, but uh, just in terms of getting this podcast out, oh, it's been, it has been a trial, um, I can tell you that, it's, uh, but I'm doing it now, I found some time, uh, this is actually the second time I've rec- I've got to this point where I've recorded, uh, where I've recorded this, um, but the first time I did it, it was after a Friday night out, I was incredibly drunk, I listened to it when I did it, and while it was um, amusing, um, it it wasn't really um, it didn't do justice to either my guests or the subject, and um, I went off on a little bit of a rant at one point. I'm not going to do that this time. I'm just going to say I hope you're well. I hope you're having a good time. I apologise for the lateness of this episode, um, but we're here now, and um, that's a good thing. So my guest, uh, I've got Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy, I know from Twitter. You can find her at Karishi. That's K U R. I-S-H-I. Um, she is full of ho- hobby positivity. She's a very positive person. Um, she's actually really helped with this podcast because I'm very aware that people arrive at the hobby at different times in their lives uh, and have been in the hobby for different lengths of time. And while we've had, uh, you know, a lot of us a lot of us old fogies who remember second edition and things like that and, and buying lead miniatures in blister packs from the Rogue Trader era, Chrissy's really new. And this is exactly what I want on this podcast. I want a mix of people... Um, who have been in the hobby for different sets of time and and uh, she's really new and she's done some amazing work i really do recommend following her on twitter um she's great uh, we'll get into that conversation in a little while um yeah i hope i hope you're doing all right i hope you're feeling good it's uh, it's been the other thing that's been you know keeping me from doing this is when I've got five minutes these days i I seem to just be doom scrolling the news um because hey. You thought that COVID was bad. Wait until you get World War Three. Um, it's uh, it's it's not going to get that far, guys. It's not. Don't worry. It's as a as a child of the Cold War. I'm telling you. Um, I remember the Berlin Wall coming down, and uh, it'll be all right. It'll be fine. It's just going to be miserable because, unfortunately, we human beings, despite the fact that probably 98% of us don't want war or conflict and we haven't got any beef with anyone and we don't want anyone to have any beef with us we seem to let these absolute lunatic nut jobs get to the top 
and um you know that's definitely happened over in russia and yeah i mean fuck putin right so um but don't worry we're going to be safe we're going to be fine everything's going to be cool uh just carry on enjoy yourself find time to de-stress uh i was going to try and paint some miniatures and then auction them um for charity to help i can't remember if it's unicef or red cross um but i'm i'm not gonna have time to do it i'm just not um but that's not to say i'm not gonna do anything uh, i'm uh, i'm helping out some local efforts here in nottingham to uh raise money and awareness um like, like we need more awareness of it i mean who's unaware at this stage um but we're gonna raise some money and we're gonna help some people and that's the important thing and um yeah so i'm, I'm working on that means I might not get the miniatures out. And and to be honest, I haven't done any miniatures in ages. I just, I have not got the time. Um, my my hobby room is slowly growing cobwebs just because I'm just not, I'm not in the right frame of mind right now and I've got too much on, but we'll get there. Um, I promise you I will be back to my painting best in no time at all. Um, yeah, and just so you know, episode 10 is recorded. Uh, it hasn't been edited yet. It's it's going to be a good finale that you will get. I'm hoping to get it out next week. We'll see. I'll be on holiday, I think, next week. But um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, let's see how we go. Uh, in the meantime, though, do enjoy my wonderful chat with the with the lovely and fantastic Chrissy. Um, as I said, give her a follow on Twitter. Um, she's really nice. Uh, you will get nothing but good vibes and honesty and friendliness from her and. Um, yeah, she's she's a lovely person. It was great to have her on the show, and I have to thank her again for for being a guest because it was absolutely great. Anyway, um, I'm just going to say, it. you know, what? I was I was trying not to say it recently, but I'm just going to say it because it's what I say. Without any further ado, here's my chats about her life in miniatures with Chrissy. Yes, uh, Chrissy. Hello. How are you? Hello, John. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm um, very, very tired. So I've just, um, this kind of coincides on a day that I have started a new job. Um, so um, today was kind of day one and it's a bit like my brain overload, I think, at the moment. Well, we're going to hopefully uh, give you something to relax over with a nice chat about your life in miniatures. Um, that's the plan anyway. Uh, oh, yes. And you've yes. actually... Your life in miniatures, I think you are, are uh, if, if we were aging people by their involvement in, in the hobby, you would be our youngest um, so far in this series. Because um, you've been... Yeah, in this, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah, you've been in this f- since about 2018? Yeah, roughly. I would say about 2018. I think that's probably... Yeah, it was about 2018 when I kind of first started taking a, um, a real keen interest into them. Okay, nice. I mean, just before we dive into your uh, the miniatures that we're going to talk about, um, so I know you uh, very much so from uh, Twitter and IRL a little bit as well. Um, yeah. With, uh, with all of us sort of old fogies on Twitter talking about, oh, back in my day when everything was made of lead and you had to saw things in half to do conversions and all of that sort of stuff, is that... Is that helpful for someone starting out new? Is it funny? Is it annoying? What do you sort of Um, get from that? I don't find it annoying. I, you know, yeah, I find it quite interesting, actually. Um, So I suppose in a way, I feel like I've 
missed out on the whole um you know starting from miniatures and and things like that and, and don't get me wrong i i do like the look of some of the classic miniatures i think they're great mm. but i suppose i'm at an advantage now with the current kind of the quality and the the, the vast range of paints that are available to yeah. painters from many different bands these days whereas mm. you know i i understand that you know um when people saying, oh yeah, I got my first GW paint set and they were like five, they were only like five different paints, you know, mm. and all those different colors and things like that. Yes. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't have like 12 different reds or, you know, three different pinks and things. And, um, and I do feel a little bit like I've missed out like that. And I think it's nice to, I, I still like to kind of hear people's different historic, I don't want to say historical, sorry. People's different histories. Sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, but it's nice to also kind of look back and see how, how it's interesting to see how things have evolved from, you know, from let, from metal miniatures and things like that. And I think in a way, I am I'm very grateful for the kind of the the ease of things how things are now. Yeah. Um and I, I have put together some some older miniatures. I can't remember what they were and mm-hmm. but you know, and I think to myself, wow, they look when you compare like old models to newer models, I'm like, wow, you know, you look at the new ones and they think actually they look really good. Yeah, but there yeah. is still a lot of character in in older models, I think. Um that's so I'm not, true. you know, I'm not dismissing them at all or anything like that. And it, it is nice to kind of, you know, make a comparison sometimes. But, you know, people people like what people like at the end of the day, don't they? So. Absolutely. And and some of them were, the old ones were genuinely characterful. And sometimes we just use the word characterful or characterful to refer to things that were a little bit crap. Um, but yeah, characterful. <laughs> just call it characterful. Well, act- actually, funnily enough, yeah, actually, funnily enough, no, um, I was going to say, uh, I, so I had a couple of old, like kind of the old Drukari models and mm-hmm. I had, um, I, I think a couple of years, I think it was either, no, not last year, it was the year before I decided to paint the fine cast version of Drazar. Uh, I actually really like the fine cast version of Drazar. Um, it's mm-hmm. a really cool model. Um, I do have the plastic one. I also do like the plastic one of Drazar, but yeah. to me, I prefer the fine cast one. Um, I know there was a metal version of Drazar prior to that, but I, mm-hmm. my first introduction, I suppose, to was when fine cast, you know, fine cast was still a thing. I suppose it is still a thing. To Just a about still. At some point. Yes, yes. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think it's got so much character. And I was actually in a way really disappointed when I saw the new Dra- The one thing that really disappointed me about the new Drazar model was mm. the fact that, the blade you know they they made him yes i understand he's got you know they've made it more connected with his incubi roots and things like that yeah but i would i just wish they kept those curved blades i really really wished they kept Mm. some of that cool looking praying mantis style blades because i just think that would have made him like 100 percent cooler it would have been i mean you could yes just imagine in that pose yeah yes looking like a praying mantis absolutely it's um yeah uh, I agree actually I think that old one did have a that's a genuinely characterful one um but yeah so yeah I suppose yeah all right let's let's go to your your first ever uh miniature which is the mm-hmm. uh the Night in Cantor from 2018 yes. what I suppose yes. a how did you 
how did you stumble into the hobby and be what made the the knight in cantor your first choice so i stumbled into the hobby um as, as a result of my my partner my long-term partner joe um mm-hmm. he had um he kind of a couple of years prior he had started getting back into the hobby himself he's been he's a kind of a a long-term veteran he's been in the hobby now for kind of in and out for about 25 years or so right and um kind of a couple of years prior to that he he started kind of collecting it again um you know and he'd started getting back into the gaming side of things again Um, and he's always been more of more of the gaming yeah and um so we'd had some space to um, in our in our old house, we had some space that he was able to have some friends around, and they could start playing games again and, and and things like that. So they were kind of, I think, I believe they'd started playing games at kind of like the back end of seventh edition. Right. Um, he had played obviously previous editions before, but they'd started playing games at the back end of seventh edition kind of coming into the start of of, of eighth edition yeah. um, and things like that um and then i I kind of wasn't really interested in at that, at that time. I wasn't really interested in the the tabletop gaming side. No. Um, but that one year, um, they'd all gone to um, they he he and his friends went to Warhammer World mm-hmm. um, a couple of months prior, and they were all like, "Oh, it's really great! It's really good, cool!" And he, and he was like, "Oh, you'd really like it there." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, all right, I'll I'll take that." And and I nice. you know I thought it was just a I was like, "What you know?" What, at the time, I was like, "Oh, what's it all about?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, it's like a big museum and it's got a bar. It's got a bar in there. It's got Bugman's in there. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And you've got a big mass. It's got like one of the biggest Warhammer shops. And I was just like, OK, all right, cool, cool, cool. And um, so for his birthday that year, um, we went to Warhammer World. So his birthday was in June. And that was the first time that I went. Lovely. And it was it was the month after he showed me a um, – actually, no, sorry. I completely forgot about this. So – the month before, he um, showed me a video on uh, a promotional video that came out on YouTube for one of the Age of Sigmar Rangers. Because right. he went, I know you don't play. He goes, and, but I know you're going to love these. And I know these are Warhammer. And I know you're going to love these models. <laughs> and it was when the Idenith Deep, and it was when the Idenith Deepkin range came out. Yeah, yeah. And he and I absolutely love anything underwater mm-hmm. anything any any kind of underwater creatures deep sea creatures anything like that yeah. and the moment i saw that promotional video for the idenith deepkin i was just like oh my god oh yeah. yes okay and then and at that time i had really i didn't have no, any much sense of scale i'm still rubbish with senses of scale it's really funny right so we went to warhammer world so showed me the shop we had you know, had my, my had my had a drink in Bugman's, had dinner, had lunch in Bugman's, and stuff like that. And I was like, so where's this? Where's I was like, where's the museum bit? And I was because I was really, you know, you said told me there was a massive like just you know massive museum because I thought at yeah. the time, you know, those like the couple of cabinets that you have back at the back of the game hall. I thought oh, that was it, and yeah. I thought that's a bit. He went, no, 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 no. <laughs> he went, no, 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 no. There's a big, much bigger room. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, whatever. So we got tickets, went to went into the museum, and. I was just absolutely blown away. It was quite a good advert like, for it. Wow, isn't it? this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it was just really, really cool. And naturally, I ended up falling in, in love with a range of models, which at the time 
I didn't know at the time, obviously, I didn't know that Age of Sigma was separate to, to Warhammer 40,000. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, if I, you know, if I buy this range or if you get this range for me, you know, can I play models? We No, we can't because they're fan- he said they're fantasy models. I was like, oh. Yeah. So it kind of put me off a little bit. Yeah, but I was like, oh, God, they look amazing. They're so cool. And I saw, like, I, 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 instantly, anything that was Age of Sigma just drew my eye. And I was like, the Sylvanus, they were so, they were amazing. The, um, the, the, the Deepkin. And then we got into like the, um, we got into the 40 K section mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I, and I started looking at all the different things and I'd, I'd recognize some of the models. Cause obviously, the, um, you know, Joe and his friends, yeah, yeah. and I was like oh who with you know and I remember I remember looking at all the um the Horus Heresy Prime because I'd had the, the Primark models there so I kind of was like oh you know this is the guy you were telling me about and who's this mm-hmm. and I was like who's this guy who's this guy and there's Joe like telling me a very quick 30 second background summary of like all the different all the different Primarks and stuff and I was nice. like oh okay cool and I was like oh is he the dude that you would you know and I was like is that Magnus and is he the dude that you were telling me about that and and all that stuff I like it. And um yeah, and I made the really yeah. And I'm I, I'm gonna confess and I looked I, I I think I either miss I misread his name and I was like Robert Gillim Gilliman <laughs> and he just went Robote Gilliman. I was like yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, Is who is he to do with the ultramarines? He went, Yeah, he's the Primark of he's the Primark mm-hmm. I was like Oh, okay. And then just kind of was like, Yeah, move on. And then we went into that the big massive, you know the big massive room and it was yeah, just yeah. like that was like oh my god i don't think i've ever seen a display so amazing at the no, time the and angelus yeah, prime it just one. absolutely yes the battle of yeah. angelus prime and it just absolutely blew me away and um and joe was telling me he's like oh yeah last time we were here my we spent ages in here because my mate just would not leave and i was like mm. why and he goes oh because you're supposed to try and you, you can find a hidden model in there and i was like Oh, okay, cool. And it was like, what model? It's an assassin model. I went, well, what does it look like? And he went, well, we just walked past it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, you're never going to find it in there. And I think we kind of looked at it. I went, yeah, I give up. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother yeah, in there yeah, anymore. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So mm. that was like my, my kind of my, my introduction into 40K. Um, nice. And then we, we got back, got back home and I started and he started kind of, he went, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll go to the the store that we go to in, in Leicester. And, um, yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to dip my toe in. I didn't want to kind of, I didn't want to buy a massive box of stuff. Cause I hadn't painted anything for years. Um, you know, I hadn't really painted anything 3d yeah. at all. Um, so I thought, Oh God, I was going to really struggle. And I know Joe had, Joe was trying to show me some, you know, some of the YouTube videos, like how the how to paint videos and things like that. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I can give it a go and things. And um, yeah. and I was like, at the time, I was like, oh no, no, this is going to be, this is going to be really difficult. I was like, okay, no, I don't, I don't feel up for it. He said, no, 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 but we'll we'll try and we'll 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 have like a hobby session together. So I was like, okay, cool. And um and I was and I looked at some of the models. I said, oh no, these are too fiddly. I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to paint those. And I thought I looked at that um, getting started with Warhammer Age of Sigma because I remembered Joe said it's Age of Sigma, the fantasy stuff that I saw at Warhammer World. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So I picked the magazine up and I thought, well, if I'm going to kind of dip my toe in, it's not exactly a, an expensive uh, com- comic magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it came with a model. And I was like, 
you know what? This guy looks cool. Um, he's a knight encounter. He's, you know, he's like a wizard. He looks cool. He looks quite chunky. And I think yeah. I'd be able to manage him. He's got different, like, and Joe went, yeah, he's cool. Cause he's got cloth and he's got armor on him and he's got all lots of fancy other bits that we can kind of experiment with. So I was like, yeah, nice. okay, cool. Yeah, we'll get that. So that was kind of like my, my first model yeah. um, that I picked up. So there was no real kind of in like particular reason that interested me, but I just thought he was a, a, a nice model to break myself into generally. Yeah. So how does it feel looking back now? Because when you said, oh, I'll just dip my toe in and you can almost hear the people at Games Watch be like, dip your toe in. I indeed. know, I know. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's put it this way. I have a double-doored, like, uh, kitchen unit-sized under cabinet storage thing that is completely full of boxes and that yes. did not take very long to, to build up really doesn't does <laughs> so it? that's really, kind of like really what doesn't. that was that was july august 2018 and where are we now february 2022 mm-hmm. yeah, that <laughs> yeah i'm just right. looking at my uh my 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 pile of potential at the minute. I like to call it pile of potential, but yes, yeah, yes, not it's a, a much better, shape. yeah, much better, much better term for yes, it. So, absolutely. after absolutely. your night in Cantor, you did you then go mm-hmm. straight on to the night questor? No, I didn't. So, um, so Joe, um kind of wanted me to he went I think you'll really enjoy playing 40k because I think again this was when eighth edition had come along and yeah. I think he I he, he kind of was like I think you'll interest you, you know we, we let's get you into playing some 40k because then all of us play 40k and none of us play fantasy so there's no point in you getting into age of sigmar at that time um because you'll struggle to find somebody to play with within our friendship groups so I was like okay cool Fair enough. Yeah. and then we kind of ummed and ahed about different factions so I was like well what do we you know what's what suits me and I was like I didn't fancy kind of going space marines at the time uh, and I was like well if I was going to go space marines I want to go like chaos kind of thing I didn't want to kind of good, like, good. I didn't want to kind of go good guy space marines put no, it that way <laughs> funnily enough yeah, funnily enough, I I really I don't know what it was that drew. I think it was when Joe was explaining to me the story of Magnus and the background of the Thousand Sons and stuff like that. And I really and I and I remember seeing them in the you know the the, the heresy display. Yeah, yeah. Because I also really like like Egyptology and stuff like that. And I thought, hmm. oh, they look really cool. I really like those. I really liked the Thousand Sons. And again, I think it was kind of like a. And I couldn't, at the time, I didn't quite understand the, well, why were they different colors? And I was like, oh, what are these blue dudes? And you went, they're Thousand Sons. I was like, huh? But mm-hmm. they were red. And you went, different times. One's heresy and one's 40,000. 40, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. So I went, oh, okay, fine. Still love them. I love, you know, heresy and, and 40K Thousand Sons. And I was like, I really want to do Thousand Sons. And Joe was, you know, again, trying to guide me and coach me at the time. And he went, I think as a beginner, you know, I think as a beginner, thousands of might be a little bit difficult for you to get around. So I was like, maybe, mm-hmm. and, and, and I went, they're going to be quite fiddly to paint if you want to start painting your own army. I was like, okay, fine. We'll put those to one side. Right. And then, um, and then he went, why do you, why don't you fancy one of the, the elf races? And I was like, okay. And he went, cause they're, they're, he goes, they're quite, they're fast. They're quite fun. And, and I was like, okay, well, what, you know, what elf races are there? Yeah. And he went, well, we've already got, um, our mate who plays, um, 
Eldari. I was like, okay, so they're like the El, the good Eldar, right? Okay, and then we've also got mm-hmm. the the Dark Eldar. I was like, oh, talk to me about the Dark Eldar. Mm-hmm. So he kind of went, well, you know, these are what they're called. And I just went, all right, I'm going to do a little bit of a um, little bit of background reading into them. I did the old, you know, I'm just going to read Drukhari and stuff like that. And yeah, I yeah. think I just kind of fell in love with their lore a little bit. And so Joe said, you know what? I want Drukhari. I said, I'm going to go Drukhari. And he went, yeah. And he goes, that'll make it interesting because he went, they're, they're super fast. They've got really cool mm-hmm. weapons. They look really cool. And he went, and I think he says, you'll, you'll like the look of their, their, their crafts. And I was like, okay, cool. And I've never really been... Uh, a craft worlds fan personally oh, probably dear. a i don't know if it's a, con- a controversial i I just i don't know what it is i've just they've never really appealed to me i I, I i i prefer the aesthetic of the jacari but yet weirdly i also like i also like harlequins as well and mm. again harlequins i was a little bit put off with painting checkers i was like yeah, wow yeah. you know somebody who's literally only picked a paintbrush up for the first time i didn't fancy taking on checkerboards on such small tiny models Good but I, I do like harlequins as well i just i really like the alternative looking kind of eldari um hmm. races models or whatever you want to call it so fair enough yeah i went down drakari uh they were my first 40k army um yeah they, they were a lot of fun um to kind of get my head round again some people might say well you got told that thousand sons was complicated so you went with jukari and they are also quite complicated and when actually mm. they've got three different specific factions that have three different kind of uses you know in in an yeah, army yeah. and i was like well you've got you've got your witch your witch kind of your witch cults that are effectively your melee experts yeah so they're great at getting into people's faces you've got then your cabalites which effectively are your gun line slash shooting mm-hmm. experts Absolutely. <laughs> so to speak and then you've got your your homunculus covens who are yeah, kind of, of again a bit of a combination of yeah a bunch of weirdos who are a little bit good at shooting and also a little bit good at slashing yeah, yeah. so i was like but they're also a little bit tougher as well. So I think, what can you do? You know, I thought nice three little sets combination there. Go go from there. I like it. I like it. So, so- I, I spent a while. Yeah. So I, um, I picked up the um, models for them. And so really the kind of, the second model I ever painted was a the Drakari Succubus. Um, again, I kind of was like, well, if I'm going to be painting these as an army, I didn't want to kind of spend ages um, with them and she was a very I think for the second model that I'd ever painted I think she was a very very fiddly model um, I, I will admit I did not enjoy painting that model mm-hmm. yeah I did I, I I did not enjoy painting that model at all right. um I would love to have a go at painting it again I do have another like a second succubus model that I would uh that I uh would like to paint again so I think cool. she's on my a very long to-do list are you gonna do are you gonna do <laughs> um, one of those um comparison things where you put the old one next to the new one after you painted it and you sort of show how, how yeah far i think i am nice yeah i think i am i am yeah um and although the new succubus has been slightly kitbashed um but i think it's still again oh. i think that just kind of shows the the difference in kind of how i've progressed and things like that as well yeah definitely. so the succubus was kind of the second model and then, actually, if you look down the, the list of the, the models that I gave you, um, I'm looking the, at it right the kind now. of the first squad, yeah, um, 
the, the first kind of squad that I painted was the Cabalite Warriors. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of like my first introduction to kind of being able to paint an army or paint a squad fairly quickly. And I was like, mm. and Joe said, why don't you dry brush them? So I was like, uh, okay, yeah, cool. So, you know, primed and black. And we, I just basically dry brushed them all different shades of, well, m- mostly, it was mostly a shade of red. Then I'd done five and then I couldn't remember which red that I'd shaded that I dry brushed them with. So I think some of them have, some of them are dry brushed with corn red and some of them were dry brushed with Mephiston red. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> At one nice. point. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. 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 So, um, and it was just nice to be able to paint and then you went, just paint the details and all you got to do is then paint the bones bit in and they were done. So, so yeah, they were kind of like my first squad that I'd fully painted done. So I, again, they were kind of my, my proud. And again, like I'd mentioned, they were, whenever I played them in eighth edition, um, 40k, they were always my MVP. They, they did so well, you know, I, good, they were always yeah. like my last squad standing. They're a good little so, unit. Definitely. I was quite pleased with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so nice. yeah, that was like my, uh, that was really my first, um, that was really my first kind of full, full painted squad. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see because again, I've kind of, unfor- well, not unfortunately, I've just kind of shelved my Jukari for a bit so I can concentrate on, on other kind of projects and other things as well at the moment. But I, I'd like to kind of, in the future, I'd like to get back to them again. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm sure you should, and I'm sure you will. Um, so, all right, you, yeah. you, you work on your Drakari, your Dark Eldar, um, and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mentioned that fantasy was uh, the thing that drew you yeah. in more than sci-fi. So when did you start to work on yeah. um, your more Stormcaster sandals? Yeah. Um, it was, I think, it was more around uh, lockdown. Um, oh, so yeah. I think I'd kind of, I liked playing, um but then i thought you know what i really i really enjoyed painting i I really enjoy painting sigma models more and um and i think it was that point i i really wanted to kind of push my you know used used uh lockdown the first lockdown as a way of really kind of learning some some different techniques because i'd started painting a lot of things and i was just like no no it's time to push myself a little bit more now let's let's start really kind of pushing the boat out Mm mm-hmm and that's where I got to with the um, the Night Quester. I think it was. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant model, um, and I just started kind of laying the foundations down for um, you know a really nice kind of a simple, quick kind of storm uh, bronze scheme for um, some Stormcast Eternals. I like it. So I yeah. thought, oh, you know he's a character model. I wanted to try something a little bit different, and let's start. You know, let's start. You know let's start doing some different techniques so that was when i I started painting the the night quest door so you know he's got a little bit of yeah he's got a little bit of like proper metallic in them but i really wanted you know i'd been really wanting to kind of push myself to self-teach myself things like you know how to do some proper like wet blending and you know crystal blades and and things like that and i and i just really went for it um you know, watched a couple of kind of how-to videos, looked at the different color scheme, colors that I wanted to use, and I just kind of just did it. And I was really pleased with that. And um, and again, mm-hmm. same with the cloak. I was like, well, Stormcast Eternals associated with lightning bolts. So why not put a massive lightning bolt across his, across his cape? And, and funnily logical. enough, it was around the time, I think, 
it was around the time when, um, you know, that time of year, I think kind of like July, August time, it gets a bit humid. It gets a bit hot in the, in, in the, in England, you know, yeah, and yeah. it gets to a point where the humidity gets so unbearable. And then all of a sudden you have a massive thunderstorm and the, the humidity breaks. And yeah. we had like, we must've had like three or four, I think it was it like two or three nights of just back to back thunderstorms. And I just yeah. remember one day I was sat in my old hobby room and it was during the daytime um there was just like fork lightning going across the sky that was how dark oh. and dingy it was and i just saw how how it just kind of even though the, the clouds were kind of a gray tone and as the lightning kind of sparked through it it kind of gave off that kind of a weird like pinky purpley yeah, kind of tinge yeah. to it yeah and i was like that's what i'm doing on that stormcast eternals um on that stormcast eternals cape Nice. So I was I was really pleased with that. Yeah, I'm sure you should be. Yeah, because it's I think and, it's always uh, a great skill yeah. when I mean it's always a great skill when you can see something in the real world and then translate it into mm-hmm. painting a miniature because it's it's a lot diff, more difficult than people think sure. it is. It is, yes. Mm. So after and, that, and yeah, no, I was I was really proud of that. Yeah. Sorry, we got a little time delay. <laughs> it's. Um, Sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was, I was really, I was really, really proud of that model. Um, and he's, he's still probably one of my favorite models that I've ever painted. Awesome. And then you went on to the Lord Celestin after that? Um, yeah, I think, um, maybe there was probably about six months or so in between. Um, and I have painted models in between then. Um, so yeah, I think there was, so the Lord Celestin, he, um, he was a result of um, a store competition. So again, I think at the time there were still restrictions in the UK and I decided that I was going to um, enter a store competition. Um, I had entered a store competition before um, and hadn't really kind of placed anything, but I thought, oh well, never mind. Mm -hmm. And it was the same, same store. So it was my local games workshop and they, and the the store manager was like, right, we're going to, we're going to host a a virtual store competition. So, um, you know, all you've got to do is you've got um, a hero model to paint. um, You've got a hero model to paint uh, between a certain, you know, between, from from this date and you've got to submit it to me digitally by an x amount of dates. so i was like yep yeah, okay cool so i thought well i've got this lord celestant he's a hero he's a character i'm gonna i'm gonna enter him um, in in that way and again i used um the same kind of techniques on on him and i thought oh, what was i going to do with the cape and then i just decided you know what I'm just going to put the lightning back on his cape again and just go from there. And that's when I started doing things like, um, uh, I think I'd done a bit of like OSL on him and things like that. And mm, I just really, yeah, again, cool. different techniques yeah, yeah. Um, and just really went for it, nice. to be honest. Um, I think, so yeah. you definitely had a more productive uh, lockdown than I did because uh, one of my things, <laughs> yeah. it always happens whenever I get any time where I'm at home and I'm like, well, I'm actually going to have time to paint things. Suddenly I lose all inspiration and I just can't. I think in, <laughs> in the whole of that first lockdown, I painted maybe one miniature. Um, oh, and it, no. It wasn't until the the sort of second or then third lockdowns that I started really getting into the rhythm of it again. But yeah, it was, just, it was really annoying. But uh, I'm glad you found a way to to make it worth <laughs> worth going through. So well done. Yes, thank you. Thank Lovely. 
Yeah, so, okay, Chrissy, uh, next up, we're going to move into um, an area that you are obviously very fond of, um, which is the Seraphon. Um, tell me about your skink star priest. Yes, so he, I had this amazing kind of con- paint concept that I, I, I love the Seraphon, I love the the blue and I think they're amazing and who doesn't love lizard men people you know lizard people dinosaurs yeah, and all yeah. that like that but I really wanted to go for an alternative color scheme for seraphim and I I hadn't seen anybody on the internet or whatever mm-hmm. um, that had done black a, a kind of a dark scheme yeah nice. so, and I take I like to take my influence from nature. And um, there is a there is a, a place near me called uh, Tropical Birdland um, that I I tend to go quite often. Um, cool. It's it's a, a bird sanctuary. It's a parrot. It's a a parrot and exotic bird kind of uh, zoo uh, yeah, slash yeah. sanctuary nice. um, things like that. So they have taken you know they have taken in rehomed birds as well, but they do also actually have their own hatchery. So they do also hatch birds on site. Yeah, cool. And one of the one of the parrots that they have um, that you can actually, in, you know, there is a little bit, there's like a thing called parrot path where you can actually go and um, feed and actually, you know, pet and have the parrots kind of, you know, sit on your shoulder and stuff like that. And then you can do your cool kind of pirate impressions and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, totally um, would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> is um, there, on, on the parrot path, there is a, um, a red tailed black cockatoo. His name's Hugo. He is, absolutely adorable and he is the most stunning little bird i have ever seen mm, and i fell in love with him since and i thought you know you don't you, you, yeah you see you know like bright colored macaws but, but i don't know what it was but I, if i don't know if it was because he was black mm-hmm. and he had the most he, he had the most like interesting like red red markings on his tail it just made him like he really stood out because he was like a black cockatoo in a sea of like brightly colored green yellow red parrots and i really drew myself and it just looked faster and i thought i'm gonna paint skinks that look like or take influence from a red-tailed black cockatoo and so that's where i went from there because i thought well the tail feathers have got like they're they're mostly red and they've got black ticking like black bits on them and then um on his feathers on his actual body he had like beige bits on it so i thought oh i could use that as markings or i could use that as the the scale color for the skinks Uh, and and i saw the skink and i love the skink star priest model again brilliant model i've absolutely loved it and i thought that's going to be my test model that i'm going to paint my skink star priest Mm -hmm. or as i've now kind of called him skink goth priest or goth skink or there's been various iterations like of yeah, his name yeah. that I've come up with yeah um and uh, and I did a little bit of background I kind of gave him a name um so in um in Aztec um I think I named him Tiltic which is black um or the color black in in Aztec or Mayan um which cool. is that language I thought you know with the Mayan background I thought that would be a really yeah, cool yeah. thing to kind of call him and um yeah so I went from there and I really enjoyed um wanting to paint the um the black scheme uh, i got a real kind of feel for it and i really enjoyed it and loads of people when i showed when i kind of published it online were just like i have never seen black skinks before this is amazing you know go this is like the best thing i've ever seen so i just like oh i'm so glad it worked i mean i I wasn't doing it for like you know a a appraisal and stuff but i was just i just wanted to go for something different Mm -hmm. and i just didn't want to 
I want to kind of deviate from the, you know, people kind of could have gone green, could have gone bone, could have gone blue. And I just went, no, I'm going black. Because I thought these could be, you know, in in tying it in with a bit of lore with the star gods and stuff like that. Well, these could be seraphim that kind of maybe they, instead of a constellation or a star system, maybe they kind of got attracted to a black hole instead. Oh, I like it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, and it could be like the void, you know, like the void. Because again, when we when we talk about the next set of models, I thought you know, void stalkers, star void, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I that's like where it. it moved on. Yeah. I mean, I I will admit that I've been sat here trying to think of good puns based on goth <laughs> and skinks. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't done very well. I've got skink in park. <laughs> Which um, oh gosh, they're not goth though, are they? They're not goth. That's just alternative. No, um, I suppose it's yeah, alternative. Yeah, yeah. But what about um, Judas Star Priest? Oh, that's Grace. amazing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you never know. You know, they could be into a little bit of like power metal and things. Yeah, I can. I, I go with that. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, nice. All right, I'm going to keep thinking of those. I probably won't get any more, but. Uh, <laughs> So always worth considering these sort of things. Um, so after your skink star priest, um, I think, and I remember you creating these, uh, well, reading of your creation of these on Twitter. Um, I love the name. I think it's great. Because if you're playing Blood Bowl, everything should have a funny name. Oh, yes. So uh, tell me all about the Habanero Hot Crocs, <laughs> which so- is still a good name. Oh yeah, I I don't know why. So this was again, this was Blood Bowl. I was like, do you know what? Let's get into Blood Bowl. And I was like, I it was my way of because I I could have gone down the hole. I'm going to have a Seraphim Warband, and then I was like, the no Chrissy, you, mm-hmm. you don't, nobody plays Age of Sigma. So why why are you investing into another army that that is you know is going to be a display army? And I thought, right, okay, yeah. let's hold the fort here. Let's do let's have a look at Blood Bowl. And I was like, oh, there's a lizard men team for that. And I was like, right, everybody's st-. and then I was looking into it and, and you know, everyone was like, oh, you've got to have a ridiculous name. So I was like, okay, so what can we run here with this? And I was like, and I was like going, well, if I had Saurus, I'm gonna make them red, black. And I was like, right, thinking of some chilies. And I, I don't know why I had chilies. I was thinking of chili peppers. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was thinking, right, okay. Mexican chili and I was like you know there's different types of chili peppers that you get across the road and I was like no I want to kind of keep the Mexican the Mayan Mexican yeah, yeah. theme yeah. for this and I was like Haban- okay and I was like the habanero chili okay not it's not a you know it's not a Idric and I thought habanero so how can I do this and I was like habanero hot crocs that was it and I just Perfect. thought of it and I was like I really like that I'm going yeah. to stick with it because I was like, I'm still, I can have my black skinks. I can then have my Saurus blockers, like mm-hmm. bright red, that kind of thing. I'm going for that. And I just Love was it. like, have an era hot crux. And then all of a sudden, because I think it was, not, it was probably a few months after the the current edition of Blood Bowl came out. Yeah. And again, we'd never really kind of paid much attention to it. And then all of a sudden, Joe was just like, I've always liked the idea of Bloodborne. He went, I've got a little confession. He went, when the Black Hawks, when the Black Hawks kind of came out, I really wanted them. So, and mm-hmm. you kept going on about Blood Bowl. So he said, if I went into a, a, a game shop. They had a, they had a, a cheap edition. They had a cheap, 
a cheap uh, price on this on the blood bowl box going because i think it was the last one he'd got picked it up and he said i know how much you wanted lizard men so i, I picked you up the lizard men as well so i was like oh yes nice. I like, yay i finally got my ear uh, and i was like well you know the habanero hot crux are now going to be an actual thing awesome so, yeah how are they performing on the pitch um good they're doing good um i haven't played with them for a while i think the last time i played um i, I played joe's blackhawks um they they are not quite as um not doing so well against the blackhawks i think they're kind of like they're the arch nemesis ah, um right. gotcha. kind of the arch nemesis of them but um i took mm-hmm. them to warhammer world i think the last time well last time i was up um to see people was in like december time yeah i i took them up then uh i played against um so I played against Johnny, um, Johnny Bone, um, and I played against his, just his standard orcs, and I'd managed to draw against them. So I was nice, pretty chuffed with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty chuffed with that. But yeah, no, it's, they, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. Maybe not, I think I did, I've had like one win, two losses on a draw so far. I mean, we're not really doing it as like a, a league at the moment. We're trying to get, like, get our friends to kind of get involved as well and we could start a little kind of blood a little bit of a, a blood bowl league at Lovely. the minute but yeah yeah i, uh, like I really yeah <laughs> so i really enjoyed that and uh but i'm now quite pleased because now the uh, the habanero hot crocs have the um have a big guy now so um there you go i, I managed yeah. to get my my croxagor um cool. it was quite nice the at uh, the the new forge world croxagor i think that model is absolutely stunning and i thoroughly enjoyed painting that model good good i'm glad yes i do love a good croxagor um mm. Yes, this um, my troll, which refuses to um, beat up anyone except <laughs> other big guys, really likes croxigors. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, that that sounds a bit like uh, you fancy ta- your your croxigor fancy taking on my troll. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my my, my uh, yeah, I need to relearn blah blah. I've, I've not had a chance to play the new one yet, but but one day, yes, um, I yeah. think that would be quite a fun game. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, so moving on from the wonderful world that is Blood Bowl, um, tell me what was special about Lady Annika. So yeah, Lady Annika, I um, again absolutely stunning model when I first saw her, mm-hmm. um, and again I she was a model again that I wanted to push myself um, with painting. Yeah. I'm not particularly a big fan of painting cloth um, right. or clothing or folds or anything like that, and mm-hmm. I. And I looked at it and I thought, I'm going to give her a go. Um, I saw a couple of different methods of how to do it. And I was really pleased with how it turned out. And with the, the, with the the vampire stuff, I I kind of had this, this scheme in my head. Um, and again, I'm not really kind of collecting the, the soul black grave Lord stuff. I I just love the, I love painting character models. Yeah. And, um, and I wanted to use, um, Funnily enough, I was wanting to use Night Lord's colours with all the the vampires because I thought that oh, that kind of that yeah. that really that that very kind of dark like the the Night Lord's blue paint that yeah, Citadel yeah. do is just so it's it's a very regal. I think it's kind of a regal blue, but because it's yeah. quite muted, it suits vampires. I think in a way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Contrasted that with the warmth and the depth of using Wordbearer's red. Um, and Galvorback mm. red, um, yeah, yeah. and I thought, and and I just thought that would really kind of suit a, a nice kind of you know a vampire scheme and things. So I, I went with that basically, and yeah, um, and 
I think I, I don't know what it is about Lady Annika, but I think I've kind of found a, a, a real niche into I really enjoyed painting things that were slightly not I wouldn't say gory, but kind of a, a grimdark in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. And, and um, not so much like the the kind of the Blanchitsu, but kind of very grimdark because um, with her, I, I, I built her with the with the mask in her hand because I know that yeah. you've got the two options where you can either build her with the the, the vampire hand or you could build her with the mask yeah, yeah and in my head i thought she's a vampire yes she's got the blade and stuff but i was like i'm going to make her i'm going to give her that mask in her hand i'm going to make it look like that she's you know a bit like a she's you know she's fle- you know she's effectively flensed that the, the face off one of her last victims and she's actually just going to wear Ooh, it or nice. she's, she's kind of molded it into a mask for herself kind of well. thing and yeah, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> see, I see that over time, between your goth uh, skink and your <laughs> flesh-wearing Lady Annika, we're seeing a slightly darker side of Chrissy coming out uh, these days. Maybe, maybe that's how I'm expressing my emotion. I don't know. Hey, There's probably like enough. expressing my creativity through weirdness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, possibly. Yeah. It's so. Yeah, no, that, 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 yeah, I can see where that's going. So, um, but yeah, and I, again, I really liked it. And I think like when I went in with the face as well, you know, mm. I, again, face, painting face is something that I really struggled with. But yeah. actually when I looked at the, her face and I, even though it wasn't quite always perfect, but like Joe said to me as he was, as I was showing him going, how does I look? He just went, oh my good God, that face is horrific, <laughs> but in a good way. I didn't yeah. like she looks like she's been dead for a million years and i was like yeah. that is exactly what i wanted and he well, went got... are, you, are you sure and i was like yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah nice well because they have got quite caricature like features really as yes, well haven't they, they, they those models, so yeah. that works with that definitely and um they do and was... um yeah and then so the, the reason why she's quite um special to me i suppose is she um so warcom came out um and said look you know has anybody here painted any new models that got anybody painted any models that had been released in the last 12 months and i was never really i was never really i'm never really one to paint new releases straight away so i'm always very much kind of the person where i would buy the model like that say like a model came out i don't know last year i'd probably be painting it now Right, like you gotcha. know, June last year, I'd probably be painting it now. It's only not not out of because of oh, I've forgotten I had it. It's just I get round, you know, I've got other things that I want to want to paint before then, and it will just be a case of oh yeah, I've got this model now. I've got some time. Build prime job done. Nice. But Soulbite Grave, like the Soulbite Grave Lords, they came out. What was it? Eight, April, May last year was it or something like that? I'll take your word for it. Yes, it was something like kind of April, May, um, twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time and, doesn't mean um, anything to me anymore. So yeah, you know. time time is a is a concept. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yes, and um, and I think and and I'd got round to and I'd got Lady Annika, and I was like, it's October. It's coming up to spooky month. Why mm-hmm. not paint a vampire for Halloween? No. Nice. So I, I'd actually managed to paint a same year released model in the in the same in a released model in the same year so i was like wow perfect yeah submitted it w- submitted it to warcom well i t- took a different set of mod um, pictures sent them all into warcom um i'd also sent in another um, another model into warcom um didn't really hear anything um and then um it was just a case of you know article got published and there she was on warhammer communities um webpage and i was like Oh wow! 
the, mm. it, like it's it's nice to get for me it was being acknowledged and being published by you know to have my painting being acknowledged by the company that i yeah. admire and kind of is the source of a lot of my hobby it meant a lot to me at the time it does it does so, it definitely does and it was just nice to be able to see and i could say i painted that that's yeah. my model you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. even though i didn't make her i painted her she's yeah. amazing yeah yeah no it it's definitely is i mean it's i um in the pre-walk-on days um mm. i remember the first time i was slightly gutted because um it's always a big moment when you get your first miniature in white dwarf yeah um but my it wasn't white dwarf at the time because it was the, it was the, there were a weird couple of years where white dwarf was weekly but really thin mm. and then yes, every month you yeah, got yeah. warhammer visions which was just a big right. really chunky sort of catalog size magazine um, yeah. And I did get I, one of my Golden Demon entries got into um, oh wow into Warhammer Visions, but it's like yeah, but it's not White Dwarf, is it? But I do know exactly <laughs> that that feeling of yeah. just like you know someone at a company that makes these things has seen your thing and been like, oh, that's quite nice. I'm going to put that in a in a magazine or in an article or in an email yeah. or wherever it might go or on social media. Sure. It's, it's just really uh, it's affirming, and it it it, it is yeah. yeah makes you feel very proud and it so it should absolutely yeah. absolutely and I was just really really pleased with that I mean I, I I know prior to that I'd had a couple of you know they had the thing on the the hobby roundup twitch I'd had quite a few models on there yeah again yeah. that was really good but I, I just yes there are you know there's recordings of those particular streams and stuff like that but I just think being yeah. on Warhammer community's web page yeah. in an article yeah, yeah. It just it just meant it just kind of solidified and meant it just meant a lot to me at the time yes you can point to that url um yes. whenever you want and it's there it's absolutely. in memorial yeah, yeah. Yes. nice absolutely cool well well done on that um let's talk Thank about you. your most recent project and you've returned to uh the world of the seraphon with uh with what you're working on now or, or what you've recently yes. completed I have, yeah. I finished them a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, these because uh, I've, I've started. Um, I've kind of taken on another another uh, game in the uh, into the, in the forty in not forty k. Sorry, in the Warhammer kind of verse, I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah, um, I've started playing Underworlds. Um, cool. And um, you know, the, I, I was always put up. I was always put off by the previous editions because of the the deck building kind of aspect to it, and yeah. you know, it's it's quite a comp- it's quite a competitive sport, and you've got people yeah, that are yeah. like, you know, I've never really been into card games or like magic mm-hmm. at all or anything like that because I've just deck building is not something that I'm particularly good at. No. And then when Haradeep came out and this new this new system where what was it called rivals yes, where literally right. you can play you can play faction specific um faction specific um cards you don't have to deck yeah. build you can just literally play them straight out of the um the the expansion pack or play the play you know the, the starter team straight out the pack kind of thing yeah it's a great idea. and i thought that was my yeah that was like my uh, that was kind of like the, the green light for me to kind of go you know what let's give this game a second chance. I mean, I'd, I'd started collecting the warbands because I love the models. They're great. And then when they, yeah, when they announced um, the 
Seraphon, when, when the star blood stalkers, as they're called, um, when they were announced, I was like, I need to get hold of those because mm-hmm. I abs- I love them. I want them. And so I did. Um, and a couple of people said that, oh, the Seraphon Warband, they actually play really well. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I thought, no, I'm going to go for it. And I thought, you know what, this will be my chance to then, you know, see if my, my, again, I looked at my Blood Bowl team and I looked, thought they looked great. And I also used the, the Saurus Warrior that's in my warband um, as a kind of a test model for how I was going to do the red on the Saurus. And actually he was a, he was a bit more of a test, but I didn't, I wasn't actually too happy with how he turned out in the end. So, which was why my, my Saurus blockers look slightly different to okay. my Saurus worry, which is fine. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. different, different kind of, re- you know, different um, universes, I suppose. You don't have to be all exactly alike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but no, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. And, um, again, I've, I've kind of renamed them slightly. They are the star void stalkers. Cool. Um, again, because black, um, I'd got to paint another skink star priest using again, the similar kind of the red, um, the red tail black cockatoo things and stuff like that. But I was able to kind of expand that onto the different skinks as well and stuff. And I was getting, again, the running theme was the black, the reds, the oranges, uh, and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you've you've had a lot of fun with those. And um, yes, are you yeah, gonna so, uh, are you gonna do a few more um, Underworlds warbands this year? Oh yes, I think uh, I've got the um, Idenith Deepkin one, uh, Ella Thane's Soul Raid. I think it is. Yeah, the one with the um, so crab. I'm just looking, I'm yeah. just looking at. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. everybody fell in the love. Nobody cares about the the, the elves. They're just like the elves and. Dune Claw and, and his elf mates. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't but, um, even remember there were elves in that box, to be honest. I it was just crab. <laughs> oh, and the fish. Don't forget the fish as well. Yeah. That's got to be yeah, fun so if you're a sculptor and you've spent like months working on this project <laughs> and you go, hey, everyone picks it up and goes, oh my God, there's a crab. And that's all it's ever remembered for. It's like, I put loads of effort into the cloak on the elf. Oh, who cares? The crab. Have you seen the crab? Yeah. I know they're like can you imagine like can you see how we sculpted that mm. like the fish and we're like who cares crab yeah, crab. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah I've got them to paint um and again um I, I'm really excited to learn how to play them um and I really want black powders buccaneers oh I've got um, them I just it's it's a monkey yeah. it's monkey yeah Monkey, monkey with, with a blade. A yeah, yeah. I know, right? And an actual parrot that I can paint in a maybe I'm not going to actually paint that parrot as a um as a red tail cockatoo. I might actually paint it a completely different colour. You could paint so, it like Hugo. I could. I, well then that would be a red tail black cockatoo though. So, oh, well, yeah, yeah right, I could so, do. Yeah, yeah. I have thought okay. that. I have thought that. I did All think right. that. Or maybe I could just kind of go completely. But no, I did think that. No, maybe, maybe. All yes. right. Nice. Okay. Well, Chrissy, we have taken up a lot of your time tonight, so I think it's time to wrap up. Um, I've got the two questions that I ask everybody who comes onto this podcast. First of all, what is your favorite paint? What is my favorite paint? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, tell me, go through all the ranges or have I literally got to pick one now? Um, You you can pick one. Well, you can have a couple. Okay. All right then. Okay. If I would, I would say, um, and I've, I've been asked this before. I absolutely love Incubi Darkness. 
Great um, color. And I've said this before on previous uh, previous kind of uh, podcasts as well. I still mm-hmm. love it. Um, and I absolutely love that color as well. Um, and I think a close second for me would be Corvus Black because that's what mm-hmm. I paint my skinks in. There you yes. go. Fine. <laughs> that is a very good answer. All right. And then our final question. Um, if you could paint anything uh, this year, anything, any miniature at all, one that maybe doesn't even exist yet, maybe one that only lives in your imagination or something that you can buy off the shelves tomorrow, what would that one miniature be? Oh, gosh. Um, I think for me, um, existing miniature, I would like to get round to painting uh, Magnus from, as in Magnus the Red, the 40K version of Magnus right, the Red. Right, okay. Wow, that's, um, a, that's a big and, one to pick. Yeah, uh, and also, again, second to that is, again, I would like to paint 40K Mortarian as well. Yeah, nice, so, okay. Going, going big, going big yeah. with the two, the two 40K Primarchs. Well, Absolutely. The only, the, the only two 40K Primarchs that matter. Obviously. Right, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and, until Fulgrim comes out one day, you know. But, um, yeah, yes, okay. I, I agree. All right, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Chrissy. That was absolutely wonderful to talk to you. No, um, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, have a, have a lovely time. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. And thank you for having me as well, John. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. And there you have it. My chat with Chrissy. Wasn't that fun? Um, that was so nice to talk to Chrissy. Um, like I say, she's a wonderful hobbyist. She's full of enthusiasm. She's really kind and friendly and nice. And I do urge you to give her a follow over on Twitter. Uh, as I said before, it's at Karishi. That's at K-U-R-I-S-H-I. Um, she is all about the hobby positivity and um, she's just great. She is just great. You'll have so much fun following her. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's episode nine in the bag, uh, an episode that featured Hugo and the Crab, which uh, at some point during this I decided would be uh, the name of either my comedy double act or potentially band. Um, It was great, and uh, I hope we've been good company for you for for about an hour now. Uh, Just another note to say, if, uh, if you can, find some time to de-stress and enjoy your hobby and and not think about too much about what's going on in the world out there and if you are thinking about what's going on out there in the world um think about how you can help people think about how you can be nice how you can spread some kindness and positivity in a time where we desperately need it okay so just um think about that uh, and if you can if you can part with any money in these times where it's tough for all of us, please do so. Send it to the right charities. And uh, if not, if you can donate a bit of your time, do that because um, that's how we make a better world. And uh, it's about high time. A few more of us tried to do that. So anyway, like I said, I'm going to try and get episode 10 done and ready and out pretty soon. So you'll have something to listen to. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Got a great get. I mean, they've all been good ones, right? Every single one of these I've enjoyed and I've heard nothing but positive stuff from other people. So that's great. Uh, that's been one of my favorite things about this uh, this whole podcasting experience. Um, but right, that's, that's us. Um, yeah. Uh, have fun with your hobby. Enjoy yourself. Be nice to people. And we will see you back here next time on My Life 
in miniatures.